Welcome to Jesus Take the Deal, a podcast about real faith, real stories, and real deals. I'm one of your hosts, Nicole Aloma Frandanisa, here with Jacob Gary. What is it? Glenn? Gary Glenn. Glenn Lodine. Gary Ross Lodine. Frank? No. My middle name starts with a D. David? No. That's your dad's name. Yeah. Good old Dave. Dean! That would be performance. <laughs> it's no, my it's, least favorite Gilmore Girls boyfriend. It's Dwayne. Dwayne. Yeah, that's right. I the, said the every most memorable other, middle name. I said every other Dwayne-like middle name. Yeah, except Dwayne. Glenn, Dwayne the Tank Gary. Johnson. If I tell you the first two letters of my middle name were D and W, you'd be like, "What on earth?" <laughs> <Just Yeah. got laughs> him. It's like when you're serving, solving a wordle, and you're like, "Ooh, there's no chance. There's not a word that they start right. with. There's then, a glitch, yeah. glitch in the system." I've used all the vowels. Well, hey, thanks for joining us as we highlight the stories of those who live their lives and lead their businesses with their faith at the forefront. Today, we had super stellar guest Becky Barrick. Um, she's an incredible real estate agent, business owner, investor, wife, mama. She, I mean, I feel like she is hashtag boss mom. Yeah, I, I feel that. I don't. Yeah, I feel like you're putting a, a title on her that she might not like. I, you know, I agree with that because if you were to say, uh, not that I am at any sort of in comparison to Becky Barrick, but if you were like, "Cool, you're a boss mom," hashtag boss mom, I'd be like, "Boss mom mm. B." I feel like I should have a mug that says that, but I don't feel comfortable. You want a you want a mug that says? No, boss I'm just mom? saying that no. like that might be how it's, you. We'll get you a mug that feel. says boss mom. So okay, uh, could yeah. you? Could you? Because that would be great. So Becky's on here and shout out. Jeff, who's on here, uh, Jeff is here too. Jeff is here in spirit. Jeff, well, he was here in in, <laughs> in studio. He was physically here too. You're going to have to stay tuned to hear who Jeff is. With yeah. that, here we go. We are so excited today in studio. We have a couple of guests, but one on the mic. Uh, Mrs. Becky Barrick is here joining us today. Uh, nearly 20 years in the real estate industry, currently serving as a real estate agent with Compass. Uh, we also have her husband, Jeff, in the studio, but he's not on the mic, so we can say all the kind things about him, and he can't even <laughs> rebut to any of them. Uh, but together, they've been mar- married for t- almost 22 years. You've got an incredible family. You're doing awesome stuff in real estate. I have so many questions about your investments. Uh, but Becky, welcome to Jesus Take the Deal. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Yes. I feel like uh, I had mentioned, feels like a long time coming. Uh, the What I love about the podcast is that we, you know, we get to cross paths with really awesome people. Some we've known forever and ever. And then others where I've known of you for, I mean, as long as I can remember. But getting to sit in a room and have a conversation with you, this is one of the very first times. Yep. No, and, it'll be good. I'm excited to, sh- to just chat and share and see where it all goes. Yeah. And Justin and I are here too. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Justin's yeah. here <laughs> You're like, hey, there's Justin several people, Jake. some not even on the mic, uh, but anyway, so we didn't even make the list. That we, was... got, we got three Jeffs in uh, yeah. the room today. <laughs> <laughs> well, with that, uh, you know, one one of the very first things we always love, just to, to kind of ask and get your insight on as we hear your story, is Jesus Take the Deal is about how do you lead your business with your faith at the forefront? Talk to us about what your faith means to you as you lead Becky Barrick and Associates. Awesome. Um, well, can I start at the beginning? Because yeah. that's kind of where it kind of goes. Um, so my husband, and as you mentioned, we've been married for 22 years. I got married. We were 19 and 22. I know that's Ooh. not typical. So can I ask who was 19 and who was 22? I was 19. Okay, okay, okay. Gotcha. So I was 19. He was 22. Big 22-year-old Jeff yeah, stepping into the game. I, I like it. It's yeah. Whenever I share that to people, they're kind of like, what and they they, they pause because they don't understand how that's even possible like but it was possible and is possible and we've married for 22 years so um that's that i uh dropped out of college so i love that i'm do what i do and at the level we do and i'm a college dropout so i like yeah. to kind of add that to my story uh when we got married he was in um a ministry training school like essentially through our church and um we were on the path to be pastors. That was our that was our goal. So, when I um, got into real estate, I was a personal trainer and aerobics instructor, and my schedule as a twenty year old was five a.m. to nine a.m. and four p.m. to eight p.m. Like 
five days a week, and the only two days I had off were the days that we served in youth ministry, so with Thursday, and on Sunday where we were at church the whole entire day. So really, I didn't have any days off. Like, it was just never time. Um, And the gal that I trained Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 5 a.m. was in real estate, super top producer, especially at the time. She was, like, killing it. And she told me about her life, and she told me about what she – her schedule, and it really came down to following a schedule and prospecting and going on appointments. And I'm like, I would think about that. I'm walking around the gym floor trying to hustle and get clients. Okay, I'm prospecting. I follow the world's worst schedule, so I can follow <laughs> any schedule. <laughs> and I'm selling and going on. I get this. I could I could do this. And so she really took me in and mentored me. And I was on Katina Toskasat's team for three and a half years. And to this day, she's still, I love her and she's a mentor to me. And I just, yeah, think the world of her. So that was how I got started in real estate. And the whole idea was because I knew I wanted to be a mom. Um, I knew that the schedule I was doing would suck and I would never be able to, you know, live what I would want to live. Yeah. And we, um, I remember this, and it was distinct, because I remember how much I made, too, which was not much. And if you're familiar with how much um, youth pastors make, it's also <laughs> not very much. <laughs> and I remember telling Jeff, I was like, what if I got into real estate and I made $40,000? Like, yeah. oh, my gosh, game yeah. changer, $40,000. And to some people, that still is a game changer, but that was like, what if I could do it? And then if we got a job somewhere, I can get a new license in a different state and do it again. Obviously, my naivety was adorable because it's so much harder <laughs> to do that. But that's how it got into it. That's how it started. So my Sweet. faith leads, I think, the way anybody who works with us, what I want people to feel is I want, you know, our faith is not just saying, like, it's not just saying you're a Christian. It's how you live out your life because they will know you by your fruit and not necessarily by the words that you speak um, because that's where hypocrisy and everything rolls in. But realistically, I want people to just feel that they know that there's love here, there's grace here, and I can help them and serve them. And I will tell you, ministry, I think it's interesting. There's so many realtors who are amazing realtors. And a lot of us have a ministry background where we did do that. And because we were, we did, we were actually youth pastors by, by position, profession. I don't know what you would call it now, but we were youth pastors. And um, I will tell you, I think just serving people at that level and understanding how like our one pastor used to always say ministry is not spelled how do you spell ministry mm. you have you heard this h a r d w o r k there you go <clears throat> right Hard work and Wait for all second. of us <laughs> for all of us who have done that it's like if we go into real estate we know how to work hard we know how to love people we know how to take care of people Absolutely. and i think that that's kind of probably my ethos if yeah. that makes sense. It does. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. What a great summary. That synopsis. So, is, yeah. Now, I, I'm just trying notes. to – I'm so – if I was telling your your story, there people would be like, this is so fake because I go, yeah, I started this 10 years ago and then this happened 12 – and you're like, wait a second. You had kids when you were six. What's going on? I like It's like it's like uh, I'm so bad with, with time frame. So, I appreciate how clear you are mm-hmm. there. So, the, so, let's walk it back. So, you, you guys got married. A couple years later, you get – um, your real estate license, start practicing real estate. Yeah, or, or, I was. I wouldn't say even a couple because we got married. So I was nineteen, but it was yeah. like two months before my birthday. So really, I was like almost twenty. Okay, and then I oh, got yeah, my yeah. license. I started selling real estate at twenty one. And then, oh, wow. and then you you have kids at twenty five. At twenty five. Twenty five. Twenty eight. Thirty two. Okay, sweet. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like we're gonna get there, but I kind of Jeff's not on the mic, but I have so many questions for Jeff. But, <laughs> no, I just so 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 then so usually people do. <laughs> like, are we gonna like? Uh, Okay, so then at what point uh, do you start crushing? So we know you as somebody who does quite well in real estate. And so at what point in those first few years or in that first decade, like, were you like, hey, hey, we're we're doing the 40K now, Jeff. Like, what's next? Was it right away or? It was right away. Okay. So um, that's where I will say um, God totally ordained. He ordained those steps with the gym, he ordained those steps with Katina. He just ordained all the pieces and it was, uh, it was awesome. I mean, I can't re, I cannot articulate that now as much as I can. I can't articulate it as better, as good as I would love to, because it's, it's pretty awesome. But, um, 
so we, I got started in real estate. Um, Katina was a big, uh, there, there's different trainers in the real estate world for those people who are maybe listening that are in real estate. There are trainers in the real estate world. Like I've always been um, kind of coached by Tom Ferry. She was his predecessor, his father, Mike Ferry, because Tom didn't have an independent company at the time. So she was big on calling expireds, calling for sale by owners, mm-hmm. hustling, hustling, hustling. And that's what I learned. So Ooh, I learned nice. that right out the gate. And it wasn't hard for me. In fact, I love the phone. I, lo- I will call you. I will. I mean, things are different now because like we didn't have do not call, which is lame. But <laughs> such a such a party pooper that do not call list. <laughs> but we didn't have that. And so we called. And that's what I did. So I hustled. I called three hours a day. Monday through Friday, and I was really good at it. And mm-hmm. so I would go on appointments and just start. So the first year, the first half year, I started in May, in, from May to December of 20, 2003. <laughs> such a long time ago. Um, I it sold, also seems like such a strong, like I know, you say 2003, I'm like, yeah. that's like yesterday. 10, year, 10 years ago like, yeah, is what it is. 20 years, 20 years ago. ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. Okay. But in that first six, I would say six months, I sold nine houses what the heck yeah and it was great so i made the forty thousand dollars yeah 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 yeah. um and then that second the really my first full year my first january through december um i was uh i was at keller rooms for 18 years i think i can say that but um i was the rookie of the year for the company in the northwest so that was the whole northwest region so not like the yeah, office, right, right, right? Right, right, right? And that year, yeah, I broke over, I think, $100,000 and I was 22 years old. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my gosh. And, and then tw- it just that's 20 kept... years ago yeah. figures too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. So then we kept, it just kept rolling. Um, and at some point, you know, I, you know, I we looked at the numbers and all the things. And when I left to start my own team, I was seven months pregnant with my first child. I was, tw- I was 25. And that's what happened. So then I started my own team. Uh, I had my son in 2007. And then we decided to have our second child. And now, mind you, there was sort of a big cataclysmic earthquake of an event that happened in the real estate market. And that happened in what year? The next year of 2008. And in Pierce County, um, we had Pierce County, Washington was one of the worst affected markets in the entire United States of America. Literally, by the numbers. I mean, that's not just like because it sucked and it was really hard. It was because we also had the one of the lenders who did all those really fraudulent, crappy loans happened to be in Puyallup. So it's like almost everybody who got a loan got a loan from him and everybody foreclosed on their house. So it was really, really tough. So that was 08. And um, by the time I had my daughter in 2010, that was the lowest of the market. Our market here bottomed out in January of 2010. And so it was a, that's when my husband came to work with me as the position at the church kind of dried up. And I remember thinking, what are we going to do? Like, I remember we went, we were out at his birthday. We did birthday at Northwest Trek because we were poor and had no money. I talk about the success, but then it's really easy to, have nothing, especially if you are young and dumb, come into a lot of money and you financially don't know how to manage it because nobody tells you that. Nobody models that for you. You don't know. Um, You don't know the first year you have to pay taxes. It's like $18,000 and you're like, oh my God, I didn't have (laughs) $18,000, right? It's a lot. So, um, so yeah, so we were, we were at Northwest Trek together with our two little babies and she was only three weeks old and I had one deal in escrow. And that was it. And I had nothing in my savings. I had to let go of my assistant because I couldn't afford to pay them. And I mean, like at all, it was, and we were, we were behind on a mortgage, all the things. And that one deal, I remember thinking, if that one deal closes, it'll get us just to the end. I know I have other things in the hopper. It'll work. And it was only for 3000 bucks. It wasn't yeah. a huge commission because everything was $5. So you didn't make much money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And... They called while we were there and they backed out. Mm. And that was when I, that was so, I just took it totally dark, but that was like the lowest for me. Um, that was where I, I remember I fell on my knees and I'm holding my baby because I was just like, what do we do? Like, 
we don't have anything. And that sort of became, if you're familiar with Gone with the Wind, that's like one of my favorite. Gone with the Wind and Sound of Music. Those are my two favorite things. Like I will watch those every Christmas. Like that's, we binge that. We like this. I love it. But there was a moment in Gone with the Wind um, where Scarlett O'Hara, this is probably not going to sound great for, you know, we're talking about faith and it's like, as God is my witness, she stands up and she goes, as God is my witness, I will, (laughs) sounds terrible, but I will lie, steal, kill, but as God is my witness, I'll never go hungry again. But that was my, I will never go hungry again. Mm -hmm. So I will do whatever it takes to not be in that position ever again. And we never have been. Yeah. Ever. And it's been pretty bad this year and it's, we've never been in that position yeah like that and then that so in that time mm-hmm. two, two babies mm-hmm. the whole family's living on your My income, income. Mm-hmm. uh as a wife as a mom mm-hmm. with those things already come with their own burdens mm-hmm. um what was like that what was that like for you as an individual like where was your headspace just you in that time we couldn't i couldn't fail Like, it was not a choice. Like, it wasn't a – I didn't think – now, I said, you know, I I was a college dropout, so I didn't really have a background. Like, real estate really is the only thing I've done professionally. Yeah. And to this day, and at that time, I'm 28 years old. When you're 28 and you've been doing something for seven years, you feel like you've done it your whole life. (laughs) Because you're so old. Um, it's adorable. I say that now because that's clearly not my life now. But um, yeah, I, I we there was no there was no kind of there was no gap. Uh, there was no safety net for me. There wasn't like I couldn't. A lot of people were getting unemployment. Well, that doesn't exist if you're self-employed. A lot of people were getting other assistance that didn't exist for us. So it, it was just a matter of I had to get up and go back to work and do it again and do it again and do it again. And to be very honest, those years are kind of a blur because I just grinded. And it's funny because now this la- these last couple of years in general, my business is so um, different now. It's so beautiful. It's such an organic like uh, referral. Like uh, 98.9, like, it's so ridiculous, 99. Let's just call it 99% of our business <laughs> is past client referral and agent referral. Like it's all yeah. word of mouth. And we do a significant it's the promised business. Land. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty fabulous. And and it's so funny because I still want to call people. I still want to, I do want to still cold call. <laughs> but that's our business. And, um, you know, so it's it's been... Um, Come full circle. I don't know if I just even answered that, but um, the hard work. Oh, that's where I was going to say the hard work that I did then. I feel almost bad because I don't have to work that hard now, if that makes sense. It's a different hard, but it's not that hard. That hard was, are we going to have food? Yeah. Are we going to be able to pay our electric bill? Like, are we able to do those things? Like, that's that hard. And I think when you live that hard or if you've experienced that, it really does change your perspective on yeah. everything, yeah. honestly. How do you keep the the aspect of our world? So we're in commission-based sales mm-hmm. where every family that we get to serve, especially if you're coming from a ministry background mm-hmm. or the heartbeat of just knowing who D- Jesus is, mm-hmm. we talk about like we hold our clients like this. They're mm-hmm. the Lord's. Mm-hmm. Not every client is supposed to close on their contract, right? Like there's certainly instances where it's like the that – because they didn't, a better thing happened in their world. Mm-hmm. And if I go, every person that enters into contract has to close because I need a paycheck. It's totally different. To- that is like, that's a totally different motivation. It's not fun. We call it commission breath, right? We all had like, it in that those years. Yeah. So how did you, how did you keep it in check? Did you keep it in check? How, how was that? Um, yes, I would say I... I would say yes and no. Um, there because everything. So the average sales price in 2010. So January 2010. It's so gross. But um, people listening might be like, "That's not gross. That's awesome." But in January 2010, <laughs> the average four bedroom, two and a half bath home would get it was about 167 thousand dollars. Yeah. So um, you had to sell a lot of them. Yeah. Like you, you made literally like that's what it was. And a lot of them were also short sales and a lot of, so they took time and you, a lot of them, your, your commission was negotiated by the bank or the client that you're selling for doesn't have any resources there. So you, it, it's like that small amount keeps getting chunkier and smaller and smaller and smaller. Yeah. Um, there was thankfully, so maybe a bright spot in that path is in 2009, 
when, you know, things are drying up. I got asked by another agent who worked with a foreclosure company where, you know, they they would go to the auctions and buy the houses and it was with hard money. And it was before, I wouldn't say before it's time, but like not as many people knew what that yeah. was. And he needed an agent to basically that knew how to sell, run comps, um, market them, and basically pitch me to the investors because he was pitching to the investors to buy the houses at auction. He needed somebody that then on, was on the backside listing the properties. Yeah. So I got invest. I got to work with them. Um, and granted, some of the toughest people. I love it when people are like, "I want to work with investors." I'm like, mm, "Do you? <laughs> are you sure?" <laughs> this is you, every client I've ever had. Sure. <laughs> like, I mean, it's way hard. Um, yeah. They are hard. They're they're the hardest. Honestly, they're the hardest group of people to yeah. work for. Um, and for many different reasons, um, we'd we'll be, be here all day. But the fact of the matter is that I got involved with this investment company. And what was cool then is then Jeff, because again, he didn't have a job. Yeah. Uh, he got to be the guy that scouted the foreclosures. Now you talk about like a sketchy job, like you're showing up to people's houses to kind of like walk them and make sure like the condition and note the condition. And there can be people there. And they don't want you there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was not a great, I mean, but he learned a lot from that. I learned a lot from that. And that's how, what got us in our own investment, um, I would say game, because I could see what these people were doing and I learned how they were doing it. And I knew what was right and what was wrong. And I knew their numbers and I knew how to do that for us. And it that's what started us in investing for ourselves. So it was a, it was a godsend, and it also kind of kept some form of consistent income, even if it wasn't a lot. Yeah. So that was a that was that bright spot. So your head was above water just enough. <laughs> yep. To to maybe not have to fall deep into like oh this next thing has to close or else. Um, Except for that one that I mentioned. Yeah, the, of course. My, the low moment. Yeah, that yeah. was terrible. Yeah, that takes a lot of a lot of trust and a lot of faith and. And and now I'm curious because you start to you started to bring up your own investing mm-hmm. journey. When did you guys start investing in real estate? The very first one. No, that wasn't that one. The very first one was in Spanway. Um, an agent on my team at the time, she had experience as well. And we were negotiating a short sale for our investor. And the house needed something. Like, I mean, it wasn't even something crazy. It was like 500 bucks. And the investor walked away. But we had already negotiated this approved bank price with the bank, right? The house was in Spanaway. It was a tiny little house. Still, but three bedroom, one bath. $58,000. Woo! That was our first investment. I think that was 2012, if wow. I'm not mistaken. So we went in halvesies with her. And so our fix up and down payment, our half was 25,000 bucks, which that, again, coming out of that season, I mean, I don't even know how we rubbed those nickels together to get $25,000 because that was like, you know, I hope we got it. Like it it was whatever. So we used $25,000 and then we ended up making when we sold it, I want to say we walked away with about... $40,000. $40,000. So our 25000 turned into forty, mm-hmm. And then we rolled that forty into the next one. And then our forty turned into like, we did really well in the second, turned into like 80. And we just kind of kept rolling the money. And that's kind of how we got started. So, so we got started flipping yep. to earn the capital. So then we could buy the other things. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Huge. And, uh, and now tell us a little bit about what your investment profile looks like. So we don't... Own, I would say this, we don't, it's like one of those things where I wish we owned more, but we don't own as many. We actually recently sold one um, uh, for, uh, I can get into that. We have a fun project we're doing at our house and we needed the capital and we're going to put in a big old swimming pool. I feel like Come Clark Rizzo. Jokingly, I was like, yo, they're putting in a pool. Yeah, but she's yeah, like, no, for real. We have like a Party at the barracks. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's going to be pretty dope. And I know people could be like, you know, the cost benefit, right? Like there's people who say never sell any of your real estate. Well, at some point, actually, you have to analyze it and go, okay, the value of this house where it's located is X. Will it ever get to this? Maybe. Will it maybe not? Maybe. And actually we sold it at the height. So I'm not so bad about that. But then it's like, okay, the value of my house is X. If I put more capital into it, will it go up? 
uh, yeah, which one's bigger, which one's less, and weigh it out. It's just yeah. numbers. And then you, you have just a pool, which I feel like should yeah. weigh into the whole thing, too. <laughs> yeah, For sure. and then there's enjoyment. And then I have, my whole point is, like, I love, I'm such a homebody, and I think people don't know that. I do not, like, I love being, if I could stay at home, like, all the time, I would. Um, but I, if my home feels like vacation, then it's even better. So, oh, yeah. So, good. so that's that. So um, what we own now is, obviously, our home. Um, we own a personal cabin also, but... We don't, and we don't rent that out. And we have uh, two commercial buildings. Um, the one commercial building is mixed use. It has part of our office in it. Um, we have tenants, obviously, and we have three residential apartments. And then we have uh, two Airbnbs in the state of Alabama. Roll time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> except, except I I can't say roll tide because I would say roll tide because they're my my SEC team. But I'm all in UW Husky. Like you cannot like we are we bleed purple and gold. And the fact that the four of them are in the college championship, I can't. Like can't I'm like say it. I'm like yep. can't say it. Like sorry, UW is now America's team. Yep. So suck it. That's <laughs> right. America's team. It is. <laughs> Justin's from Alabama, so oh, he's are got. You really? Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's so awesome. Okay, so the literally the only two college hats that I have are my Alabama, and I'm not an Auburn person. It's my Alabama and my UW hat. And Just you know, saying. you know why Alabama's uh, football stadium has no roof, right, Nicole? No, tell me. So God can watch his team there play. You go. Oh. <laughs> that's right. Uh, yeah, we don't, yeah, that's free. That's right. He's watching Seattle some ways. <laughs> uh, so good. So okay. fun. So yeah, so you, you, you're you pretty diverse in your portfolio. It's mm-hmm. kind of spread out a little bit. Mm-hmm. And how stinking cool is that to hear your story of right getting married young, jumping into the business, two feet in, um, having your kiddos. I think, you know, as, as a woman in this industry, raising a young child, mm-hmm. like it's one of the conversations I have the most with other agents who are getting started. Like, how do I do this and, and parent? So it's interesting because when, so one of the things Jeff and I, when we first got married, right, we were, um, how do I say? We were the thirteenth. We our church at the time had come out of um, something called revival. I'm not sure if y'all, but yeah, well, we came out of revival. We were the thirteenth wedding in twelve months. Ooh. Yeah, it was crazy. Is everybody still married? Which is awesome. Which is absolutely not incredible. Normal either. But yeah, a lot of our colleagues started having colleagues. A lot of our peers started having kids pretty much right away. And Jeff and I both. Jeff was very, I will say, very um, good about that. He was like, "Babe, we got married young." let's, he was like, I think it would be prudent for us to basically accomplish these three things. We need to be married for five years. Um, I need to be in paid ministry. And um, there was one other thing. Maybe there wasn't, maybe there was just a two. But it was like these couple things before we consider having kids. And actually that was very wise because then by the time we did start to have children, I remember thinking, oh my gosh, I'm so good at this real estate thing. What, is it going to get easier or is it going to get harder the more successful I get to slow down and have children? I remember yeah. thinking that very, like, oh, God, what do I do? Do I wait forever? Do I get in now? Yeah. And I just, I mean, it was obviously the Lord because we never had a problem getting pregnant. And we then had Asher. And then it was not hard because babies, I think specifically, and I speak from my own experience, obviously not anybody else's, um, Babies are great. You just take them with you wherever you go. It's <laughs> when they start talking, like nice then they have problems. <laughs> I say that while my son is sitting in my yeah, office. No, that's great. <laughs> They're great. <laughs> no, it's so good. But my kids have grown up in the business. They don't yeah. know anything different. And, yeah. and I've, I think what's interesting is there's a lot of realtors. There's a lot of women realtors who will say their biggest regret was, you know, how hard they worked or whatever, because they basically feel like they feel like they took away time from their kids. Yeah. But we've just never allowed that to be the thing. Like they know mom is working and when I'm not working, we're doing, we're living life at a large area, a large, like a large scale, but they know that there's times that they've got to shush if they're in the yeah. car. They know that there's times where I've got to walk out of the room or we got to pause the movie or something like that has to happen. But they're also very well aware that, what we have is because of what I get to do. And so they get it. They're fine with that. Yeah. In fact, my littlest one wants to, (laughs) my littlest one wants to sell real estate. So my littlest one is nine and she's, she's like, mom, do I have to go to college if I want to sell real estate? I'm like, no, you certainly don't. She goes, okay, so I'm going to graduate high school. I'm going to get my real estate license. She's nine. And I'm going to start working for you. I was like, 
that sounds like a plan. You could do that. She goes, and then I'm going to take over the company. I go, <laughs> yeah. uh, what? And I go, well, what am I supposed to do? And she goes, you're supposed to retire. I'm like, oh. Yeah, a succession I plan. I think I'm still gonna still want to sell real estate. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think how I'm many, gonna be ready. How many kids did you say again? Did I miss that? You have three. I have three. three. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Jake, what's uh, we talked about? You know, maybe the pressure of being mom in real estate. What's that like being a dad in real estate? It, it actually like kind of what you're saying and and like how your kids uh, uh, interact with your schedule and things like that is it, quite similar. And I think maybe because. I probably not this, the case with some parenting styles or whatever, not that I'm right and someone else is wrong or whatever, but my wife and I are very kind of co, uh, you know, she's not like, you know, at home preparing the meal, wait for me to get home from work type of thing. It's very, we're very fluid in that way where she has things she does. I do have things that I do, we, you know, how, and so our kids don't really look at it like roles in that way for us. And so I, I actually probably really relate to what you're saying to where there's just a lifestyle that we all live. And also probably like my wife looks at it the same way where she's very flexible because um, I think you kind of probably have to to be in a healthy marriage in, in, within this business. But she's very flexible in the same way that you're describing your kids are. And it's not like that when we, you know, when you first start, it's, it's a learned thing, really. Um, well, maybe your kids, I guess, if they're born into it, it's just all what they know. Uh, yeah. but, but for my spouse, and I don't know, I don't know how much you relate to this too, Nicole, but like it's, it's, um, yeah, it's definitely it's it becomes second nature that this is just kind of how we do things. Yeah. Uh, after a while, but certainly at the start, it's like it's a learning process. Yeah. Yeah. We we definitely we that's how Jeff and I describe our relationship is we do not have defined. I do well. I mean, I shouldn't say that. I like baking bread, so I bake bread every week, <laughs> and I like to vacuum more than he does. Oh, yeah, I yeah, can't yeah, stand yeah. things on the floor, but you know, yeah. realistically, we we've always said to people, we are a team, and we operate as a team, um, and we parent as a team, and um, we are. You know, like if a child goes, to, if one of our children, usually we have one, his name is Asher. But if if he goes to dad to get an answer, he doesn't like it, comes to me to get an answer. It's always we go back to, well, did you talk to your father? Did you talk to your mother? It's not like you can't win. If, if I, We're not going to. Yep. No, it's not going to work that way, bro. Yep. No. Mm-mm. And so th- I think you're right, though, about it. it is different if a lot of times real estate's like a third, fourth, fifth career choice for some people. And so I think if you start and you've already, you know, you start later in real estate and you have already kind of what your lifestyle is like with your mm-hmm. kids and things, it could probably throw your, your kids' schedule off a lot. But For like, sure. what the heck is going on? Mm-hmm. Mom usually is home by five o'clock every day. Now she's not, you know what I mean? So I get that. Our kids were just born into it. Yeah. They don't know any other difference. Well, I'm sure too, there's a, there's the stats of the agents out there that being an agent is job number one on a list of multiple or job number two on the list Mm -hmm. of multiple jobs and what parenting in that environment looks like when mom or dad goes to a nine to five and then Mm -hmm. is also doing showings and you know those kind of stuff i've certainly we talk about in our houses like choosing our heart we like to choose our heart Mm -hmm. um I, you know, my background's in ministry and nonprofit, and those were 60-hour work weeks. Totally. And that was its own version of hard, you know? And, yes. And that could, wouldn't be able to go to the soccer game and couldn't, you know, show up dressed in a onesie on pajama day at the kids' preschool. Mm-hmm. Um, you know? Is that a real life scenario? <laughs> it's very, yeah, me and yeah, AJ yeah, have yeah, matching yeah. ones. Um, <laughs> but it, so now it's just a different type of hard. The mm-hmm. hard is the pressure of understanding that uh, the income that I, is a ahead of me has to be earned income isn't due to me because I clocked in somewhere. Um, but each and every client is is hard earned and, and needs to be well served, yep. right? Well, and what you do now yeah. is what will pay you in 30, 60, 90 days, right? So yeah. then that's, you're basically having to front load everything. Yeah. This is kind of how you have to look at it too. For sure. So And, and, and so worth it, right? Mm-hmm. Like to have the flexibility to make those choices on, you know what, today I get to turn it up to 11 because mm-hmm. it's what my family needs. And when the kiddo's sick, I'm not calling up, I'm not calling my work, having to take my own sick day, you know, to stay home with him. There's nothing, I mean, I say this truly, there's nothing else I would rather do. I, I really, really, I'm one of those people that I love doing what I get to do. I know a lot of team leads, for example, want to move out of kind of 
being in the production of selling real estate. I I don't. I like love it that much. I love selling to people homes. I love selling their homes. I love serving them and helping them. And I've had a lot of people who tell me like literally, like not knowing that I've had a church background, but they will say it's like a ministry because I am ministering to them in just a different way. So many times we're dealing with people and like the worst, it's sometimes it's great. They're in highlights of life, but a lot of times it's not great. And people are dying. People are going through divorces right now. We're seeing a lot more of that because that's what happens when, you know, it's just, yeah, the pressure times, right? Yeah. And so it's unfortunate, but like we have to be there for people in every season of their life, whether that's the highs or the lows or the love or the loss. And I just really feel like God has placed me in my role to do that. And I do it really well. So that's, and that's my humble brag, but like, (laughs) that's, that's what I do. Yeah. I think it's the best way to say that. So we've talked about, gosh, the the trials and tribulations mm-hmm. of, you know, the late 2000, 2000s there. Yep. Um, fast forward, we're all of this time later. However, mortgage applications are at a 40-year low. Mm-hmm. Interest rates are at record highs mm-hmm. in this last noble season. Mm-hmm. Shout out like the last few weeks. I know. <laughs> I know. Shout out. Interest rates are coming here, down. Yeah. Woo. Keep them coming. Um, but. Yep. Historically, the year 2023 has certainly been a challenging year for many in the Mm -hmm. industry. What has it been like for you maybe seeing a glimpse of a past time, but in Mm -hmm. a different era for you and your family? Yeah, it certainly has not been my favorite year. Um, Certainly not my favorite year. I can tell you that right now. Um, It actually, fun fact, I've sold the least amount of houses this year than I have, I think, in my entire career, which is wildly weird. However, the big difference, and this is what, you know, I would say to anybody who's in this profession, um, it's, I think it's so easy, well, when you've worked for selling like 100 houses, but you have to because they're $100,000, like the reality is when the average sales price is even not even for anything amazing is like five hundred five hundred fifteen thousand dollars for Pierce County, like come on, you know what I mean? Like yeah. thankfully, the only way it's been better for us this year is because the average sales price is better than it was back then, right? Yeah, right. Um, but there have been definitely some low times this year where I even questioned myself, and I'm like, I remember telling a good colleague of mine um, who's also been in the industry. We were we were we were ride or dies during the recession, and I was like, I don't even know if I'm good at this anymore. Like, what's going on? What's happening? But that was born out of my own doubt and my own insecurity and my own perfectionism for always trying to up the ante and be better and be better. It's it's funny because this is an industry, this is a job that I don't know many other roles. I don't know many other doctors that are like, I'm going to do more surgeries next year. <laughs> Just one more. Got to do more. Yeah, yeah. I've got to litigate more deals next year. Trans- I don't know what they call those. Transactions? No, that wouldn't be right. Files. But, yeah, Files. People, yeah. court, data, whatever. But like, for us, we can put such insane pressure. And actually, I feel like this has been a year where I can say this now because we're coming out of it. I can say this now because I always love a new start. I love January. Um, I can say this now because the book of business looks awesome for 2024. Praise the Lord. But I can say this now that I believe God in this season for me, he did need to humble me a little bit. And I don't like those lessons, but it was good. And I also think he allowed us to look at our business and really um, where where there are gaps and how we can make them better and how we can serve people better. And I can tell you right now, our, CR, our, sorry, our CRM database, it is like the best it's ever been. We've talked to every single person. Like, I mean, we are like really mm. dialed in our systems this year. And I think we needed to do that um, in order for maybe what's to come. So um, I think we, the other thing is, I think being content with what we have. I was telling my husband um, and somebody else the other day, I was like, you know, I think sometimes we go to the whole like, God has blessed us. We're so blessed this year. So blessed. We're so blessed because we've had (laughs) more income. We've had more of this. We've had more, more, more. So we're more blessed. And actually, the years you don't have that and it's a little scary or you just have lack, he still has blessed you. That's right. Because he's still God. And just because it's not as much doesn't mean it's not a blessing. And I, I will say, even in the lowest, even in the lowest part of 2010, 
um, for us financially, and it was bad, we still made it. And God always provided a way when there shouldn't have been a way. Like there shouldn't have been a way. There was no resources. There shouldn't have been a way. And God still we found a way. So we were still, yeah. I always think like, you know, does he not feed the birds of the air? Yeah, he does. So yeah. how much more is he going to make sure I'm okay? Oh man, that speaks to me so much, Becky. And I think it's so timely, just the story of being content mm-hmm. that, uh, that if all of this went away tomorrow, is God still good? Right. If I didn't sell another home, is God still good? Mm-hmm. Right. If I, if anything changed with my family, is God still good? And it's hard to go into some of those dark places because, you know, that's it's emotional. It's heavy. We don't want to speak those things into fruition. But to be able to test our own faith and go, God, no matter what, whether you do or whether you don't, you are still faithful and you are still good. And I so appreciate your transparency in this space to say, gosh, I mean, if we're looking at numbers, yeah, this year in comparison to others is really tough. But to recognize that, but that's not what my hope's in. So yeah, Correct. if I put my hope in that, sure, this would be a bummer year. Mm-hmm. But if I put my hope in a God who says, hey, no matter what, if I take care of the flowers, how much more am I going to take yep. care of you? Yep. That, uh, that that doesn't mean we will have money. That doesn't mean we'll have properties. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean any of these things. But it will mean that the God who will never leave us or forsake us will still be by our side, mm-hmm. that he sees and knows our hearts, um, and he will care for our true needs, uh, which is to be loved and known by God and to be able to share that with other people. Absolutely. No, amen. And that's the the... The hu- the humility aspect of this for me, and I mean, I have no, again, no problem sharing this, because of 2010, we've always set ourselves up like with, there has to be this in the account or this or that or whatever, right? Well, let's just put it this way. I've used my savings account a little bit more this year, and I like it to be a certain place. I That's my comfort zone. But what I truly felt the Lord speaking to me this in this season is just like, so are you, is your faith more in the fact that you can do it yeah. or is your faith in the fact that I can still show up and do it for you? And I, that was humbling um, because, again, we are in a totally different place than we were in 2010. But I think that fear, whenever you go through any kind of financial or financial trauma, finan- anything, hardship of any kind, you just go back to that dark place and you think, oh, my gosh, it could happen all over again. And really... Yeah, it could, but again, every lesson is a lesson. Every season is – you should take something from it. There should Huge. be something that you learn in every season, the good and the bad, and how then do you overcome that moving forward. So I don't know. I think uh, that was that. was that. I really hope it's a better year, though, next year because I really <laughs> don't want the lesson still. I'm good. <laughs> I, uh, I think I got it loud yes. and clear, Lord. I don't want it. <laughs> a good friend of mine, I remember, I was probably like – I don't know, 18 or 19, and she had said, hey, God has lessons for you over time. You decide how long it takes for you to learn it and how bad it is when you find how bad it hurts when you find it. I think do. I've learned it. I don't want to go. <laughs> please don't I, look. I've learned um, that it's not my account, God, please. Yes, <laughs> yes. Well, thank, thank you so much, truly, for, yeah, like I said, just being transparent. You know, I um, – I do when when if you really look at the numbers and you kind of compare uh, the number side of what we do with real estate, which I don't love the number side because it never tells the whole story, right? Mm-hmm, but totally. Um, but certainly, people who were very very high producers have it was those folks and those that maybe weren't producing at all that have really felt the pinch all that oh, much, yeah. right? Like year over year, we're pretty consistent-ish to, you know, what we did last year, mm-hmm. kind of these middle players in the game. Um, but to, you know, to see really high performers have significant changes in their business and how you adapt in this season, right? Setting yourself up, as you mentioned, mm-hmm. is going to change. I mean, if next year is a phenomenal year, of course you're going to kill it and you're going to be killing it against less competition mm-hmm. um, because that's just how this industry goes. Mm-hmm. And About to get a diving board with the pool. That's right. Come on. Going over to Becky's no, house. No, no diving board insurance <laughs> yeah. for insurance purposes. Yeah, yeah, but you yeah, can yeah. jump I in. You, can, you can cannonball all you want. <laughs> yes. Uh, Becky, if I can just honor you for a moment, um, I just want you to know that and we haven't had a lot of time together in the same space, but I want you to know that when your name comes up, it always comes up with high respect. You. you have a reputation that precedes you in every room you walk in as being somebody who's respectable in our industry, who's integrous, who leads with like – 
Clear. What was the saying we were trying to get to today, Justin? Clear, clear eyes, eyes, full hearts, can't lose. Can't oh, lose. Really? <laughs> we were trying. I, I, we were I, struggling. I, 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 I said that like because I thought it would definitely wasn't. Yeah. That's yeah. That, that wasn't was it. it. Friday Night Lights. Anybody? Yeah, Friday I was gonna Lights. say that's, that's a television <laughs> show. Great show. Clear Lights. eyes, full heart, can't lose. Well, that's Coach Eric Taylor. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Justin and I couldn't get to it, so we ended up with like. Desperate times, desperate, <laughs> desperate situations. I need to be here for this. <laughs> Empty souls. We really needed you. Yeah, yeah we yeah, really yeah, needed yeah. you. But truly, Becky, just you. Before you ever walk into a space, people know who you are, not because of what you tell them about who you are, but truly how you've served multiple decades of pr- people before. Um, Thank you. And for that, I'm so grateful. As an agent who steps into this industry, at not connecting with the numbers, not connecting with words like transactions or even. <laughs> <laughs> for rather serving families to mm-hmm. know that there's agents doing it at a level that you're doing it and doing it with the heartbeat that you're doing it. It really is ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, and thanks for being a leader in the ministry of real estate. Thank you. I'm so grateful. That's really sweet. Thank you. I That's really blesses me. So thank you. That's really nice. Of course. If people want to know more about you mm-hmm. and they want to connect with you, what is the best way for them to do that? Um... Well, I have my Instagram, clearly, um, and that's just Becky Barrick. It's really hard to find me there. <laughs> uh, and then my our real estate one is just Becky Barrick Realty. Again, not hard to find me there either. I kind of took dominion over my name. I was like, no one Becky shall Barrick. have it. <laughs> I feel bad for anybody named that because I think there might be somebody somewhere, but... Sorry, you're not, you're, yeah. Google's got me, so I'm good with that. So That's right. Becky Barrick is somebody. Yeah, Come I, on. I just I own the Google, but the that's basically it. Um, you know, I think it's funny, like, I know we live in the social media world, and yeah. it's not going anywhere, but it's the older I get, the, I sound like such a crunchy old person, but the older I get, the more I'm like, I'm careful what I want to share and who I want to share it with, right? So, yeah, you'll see stuff on my Instagram, my personal one of, our family and our little homesteading adventures and our garden and our bees and our chickens and Ooh, goats sweet. and all, all right. that. But then you'll you go to follower. our real estate one and you're going to see all the other things. Pending. So. Sold. Some of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love and I love telling the story of the how it happened. Right. Like yeah. that's the that's what matters. People don't really care if I say we just sold another one. It's like, actually, <laughs> tell me the story about the person you worked with. Like, that's Huge. way better. So yeah. The ministry's in the story for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't get to talk about it today on the podcast, but I do want to say out loud to those listening, if you want to keep up with Becky, Jeff, their story, uh, we've got a little insider knowledge that's soon coming, and maybe this is the push and pressure you need. Probably. Uh, but soon coming <laughs> will be a podcast of, of all your own. Tell us a little bit about the heartbeat behind that, um, even though I know it's not named yet. Yes, we still are struggling on that. Yeah, but I'm sure if folks follow you on Instagram, they'll Mm -hmm. see it loud and clear when it comes time. But tell us a little bit about the heartbeat of what's coming up. Yeah, no, thank you. Um, So my husband and I, um, you know, we've been asked because of, again, I think part of our journey, just it being unconventional as it is, um, how we did what we did. I mean, we didn't come into this marriage with, I won't say like family money or family connections because we certainly didn't get any of that, you know. Um, And so we've always had to build it ourselves. Um, with the, obviously the help of the Lord, but like we've had to build it, right? And so our podcast is going to be a little bit about real estate, being uh, being married for as long as we have, raising our kids in this, our real estate, our real estate adventures, our investments, all the things up and above, and kind of like how that holistically kind of has worked in our favor. And I think our goal, my goal is I've always had a heart for people to get started in their life and not procrastinate in their life and know that there is somebody who's done it, who has done it, been before them. And I can tell you that you can do it as well. Right. And just kind of helping people progress along the way. I love, I'm so about marriage. I'm so about family. I'm so about business. And I know that somebody, if that's what they want in their life, I can tell you how to get you there. I love that. That's my goal. So good. I can't wait to tune in. Thanks for being with us. I'll let you know when we have a name. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Becky. Thanks. All right. That was it. All right. So we had Becky Barrick. We had Jeff. And uh, you caught Nicole mid sip. Hey. Wait. I wasn't even drinking. I just thought that was so funny. She wasn't even drinking. And then my my spit choked me. Got him. Well, yeah. Shout that out. Um. (laughs) Anyway, so that was great. Uh, Nicole, thoughts? Absolutely. Big. Here's some big takeaways. 
Uh, Becky talked with us about a couple key things. Just ha- the likeness between ministry and real estate. I absolutely agree with that. That everything I learned in the ministry context plays a role in everything I do every single day in real estate. Is that true for you? Do you agree? Disagree, Jake? Uh, I, I don't know. Yeah. Good chat. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Tell us how you really feel. Yeah. Uh, I okay. Maybe it's not true I, for everyone. I don't. I don't. I there's probably moments that I don't. I I don't. I don't try as hard or care as much as as. Uh, We're always yeah. grateful that you're, you're not very. Yeah, you don't want to use me as their realtor. <laughs> well, I I also think too that we all find like we all come across uh clients in different situations like i love looking jake at your book of business and realizing do that you look at my d- hold on do you have let a copy me, of my book me of business finish. but the amount of people you've moved into the town you live in yeah we almost got just we're about to get justin in he's coming uh the amount of people you've moved onto your block Right? Yeah. Or were their family members have moved somewhere yeah. oh, too? Yeah, totally. Um, I was just in a wedding last weekend and I was like, Hi, I'm Nicole, and I reached out my hand, and the guy's like, Oh, I know you. Uh I, Jake Lodine was my real estate agent. And I'm like, Yeah. And then he starts to tell me, and I'm like, I know exactly where he lives because Jake just Who is this? It uh well it was actually in Tapiolov that you helped move him. Um Culp. Mm. Oh, Mason? Yeah. Oh, he was at the show last night. I saw him there too. Yeah. Two weekends in a row. His, We're just and his, oddly enough, I sold a house to his parents and they live next door they to They live me. next door to you. And I sold a house. I've, I've, yeah. So like your, great, yeah. your clients are very much people in your sphere who live life similar to you, right? And I, I think that's phenomenal. So I don't, I don't think you don't have to worry. Mason. That, yeah. Was his brother there? Uh, uh-uh. Travis. Okay. You know him? I know. Uh, I showed them rentals one time. Whoa! Because Travis, I saw him at the Y on. Uh, our listeners do not care about this. <laughs> I saw he bit. lives in Montana, and I saw him at the Y, uh, and I was like, "Oh, he's in town. Must be for Christmas." But then I was thinking, maybe he's in town for that wedding. Mm-mm. Nope. Um, I feel like I've seen this Hallmark movie. <laughs> Whose wedding? Yeah. It, what you want me to talk about? It? Uh, okay, right tell, tell, tell me after. Okay. Okay, I'll tell you later. Uh, nonetheless, I'll see if I can start this out on a point where you can. Run with it. Frankly, my dear, I don't give it. Gosh darn. All I have is gone with the wind in my head now. That's it. Uh, Becky also talked about just being content in the season you're in. And actually, I was uh, chatting with another agent recently, too. Her name's Jessica. And Jessica was like, feast or famine, there's something in it for you. Like, when it's feast, just, yeah, hustle hard. Get me a mouse pad with that on it. Come on. When, when it's famine, it's probably a really great time to slow down, spend time with your family. And if you could just be content right where you're at, present right where your feet are at, uh, regardless of your season, regardless if you feel like things are working for you or not working for you, then you can find just peace that comes only from the Lord. And the last thing I got from Becky, and I'll stop I'll stop talking from your question, Jake. Last thing I got from Becky is the reminder of, um, we talk about, in real estate, we talk about ROI, return on investment, but no, it's not nearly talked about enough, just the ROJ, return on joy. Uh, Whoa! Return on joy. Mouse down inspo two x. You hashtag boss mom. Yeah, uh, but like why you might take <laughs> yeah. money out of a real estate investment and put it into a pool at your house because the return on investment is truly just return on joy. In addition to, of course, the value added. So that's what I got. All right, good. Well, hey, thanks for joining us. Um, if you are uh, new here, uh, thanks and rate us and stuff. Uh, or Do you want me to take over? Check, check. Do you, um, you want me to take over from here? Anyways, it's been Jesus Take the Deal, <laughs> a podcast about real faith, real estate, and uh, wait, gotta interrupt. And it's Christmas. Are... Christmas is happening. It is Christmas. Oh yeah, sorry about that. I'm getting a phone call from Sally, South Carolina. Probably someone trying to verify my Google account. Uh, uh yeah, it's Christmas. So hey, Merry Christmas to you guys. This is actually after Christmas that people are going to be hearing this I believe it's going to be it will be after Christmas it'll be after Christmas so I hope you guys had a good Christmas I hope you guys have a wonderful new year and uh yeah we uh this this is uh been an episode of Jesus Take the Deal and I hope you have a great day bye bye go M's hey how how rough was that uh